Hi, this is Ryan with the Daily Sales Dish Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Sam. Sam, can you say hey? What's up, guys? Today, we have a really special guest on the program. He is an SDR, just like I, I think the main reason why I wanted to bring him on is just mainly because of the way we connected and have had a dialogue on the platform and then the value we've been able to provide each other as SDRs. So um, welcome to the podcast, Josh. Josh Williams. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going great. It's all good, Josh. What about yours? Hey, man, it's it's. Um, I wish it was warmer in Columbus, Ohio, but I have no complaints. It doesn't solve anything anyway. So <laughs> I was able to uh, sit on the patio last night. It's about 48 degrees, and the wind wasn't uh, blowing. So it was okay. So we're good. Good to go. Got some fresh air. Sweet. Ready to get back to work today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So um, the first topic I wanted to talk about, Josh, is one that Sam and I talked about really in detail on Friday night um, when we recorded an episode, and that's why sales reps fear picking up the phone. Like, what, what can we do as individual sales reps to eliminate that fear, and what can companies do through the um, training and onboarding process to ensure people aren't afraid uh, to pick up the telephone? Yeah, man, I think um, I think the first piece is really it really starts with the uh, on with the um, interview process. And I just think it comes down to really getting to know um, that individual and the SDR. So I think there's two I think there's two uh, sides to this. Right. You have the SDRs that are straight out of college. They don't have any sales experience and they've never picked up a phone. And then you have people like me who, um, you know, I, I, I just found out about the industry 18 months ago. I'm 31 now. So from, you know, 19 to up until I accepted, I got into sales development 18 months ago, I was doing sales. So it was a little bit easier to adapt. And I think, um, I think all, it just comes down to getting to know that person, whether and on both sides, whether, whether they're on both sides of the spectrum or not. I think it comes down again to know them and really starting with mindset first and personal development. Um, Cause no matter how age, no matter what age you are, you can always get better and learn something. And just from my experience with personal development, uh, Ryan and Sam, it, I didn't find out about it until 2013. So I've been like studying personal development for like seven years now. And I'm like, I'm 31 now. Like I found out, I found out about this stuff when I was, 25 26 I don't know you know we don't know what's going on when we're 25 and 26 so being able to implement it so I think I think it starts with those that have that thought leadership and kind of had some have some success with focusing on the mindset breaking down the why getting to know uh, that person and being able to tie back metrics and KPIs and why why hitting quota is important and why they want to strive to hit their goals I think if we if we focus on that on the front end, it'll make the back end so much easier and just create a better culture, better environment and just have a team of people not only that want to help each other, they want to improve, get better, they're competitive and you don't have to micromanage them. They'll work with the not me, whether they're they're in the office or uh, working remote and you just really create that. Uh, team environment and we're in sales so we have to produce results you know you know no matter what company you're with or 
no matter what leads you have, whatever opportunity you accept it, you have you have the responsibility to figure it out, um, no matter if you disagree or not. And I think another piece to that uh, for SDRs is speak, not being afraid to speak up and give suggestions if they see uh, something isn't working for them or if they feel um, you know something can be a little bit better. So. No, I kind of went in a couple different directions there, but I just really think it starts with mindset and personal development. And most people coming out of college, because that's what most of the VC startups and just this whole culture, that's what they look for versus uh, people that are experienced. Um, and let's face it, the people who are experienced who should be um, in these SDR roles, they don't know about them. So, <laughs> but so you have uh, older people who, um, you know, I've had been through some adversities that can really help these companies. Then you have the younger people who don't have never had any adversity or any experience at all. So you introduce the personal development to them. And then really, you you know, the sales development uh, profession is a great opportunity for anyone like me that, you know, did a career change or, you know, are just not sure what to do next. You know, if they're looking for a career change, I think this is a great starting point, whether you have experience or not. So they shouldn't. So I think I think with all of that, you kind of wrap all that into one on the front end um, of that process and getting to know that candidate. You'll you'll eliminate you know fear picking up the phone. They'll understand the role, but most importantly, the phone is how they make they make their money. You know every call, every opportunity. You know they look at it as an ATM. And another in a way that and I say that you know kind of speaking just kind of candidly on this podcast just from a internal uh, motivational standpoint and of course uh, from an operational professional standpoint you know they'll take pride in helping um, their clients and getting to know their clients um, and being able to provide them with the best solutions as well and it'll really just be fun just all around. A theme that kept coming up in the conversation Sam and I had was um, self-confidence you know through the training process or through getting on the phone how do you build self-confidence whether you're new just coming out of college or maybe you've faced some adversity and transition between job to job learning the the product and how to sell it how, how do you get confident in doing that is it just by doing it or is there something more to it than that yeah i think i think you have to fail forward so it goes back to not having fear of picking up the phone and just knowing your whys and having your goals in front of you and focusing on the personal development, you know, believing that um, you can have the, believing that you have, you'll have the conversations, believing that you'll set the meetings, believing that you'll get the most demos held, believing that you'll crush your goals, and then putting in the activity after that, it has no choice but to happen. And it's worked for me so many times. So I think the confidence starts with that personal development, Ryan, whether that's motivational speaker or a podcast or Hopefully someone, hopefully someone will listen to this conversation in SDR out there and they'll replay me and replay our conversation here. <laughs> hey, you guys get a bunch of subscribers and <clears throat> and um, really bring that open forum that, you know, to LinkedIn as, as it's needed. But I think um, that's the, I think that's the mindset piece, but also just kind of the technical piece um, with that is you build confidence by when you're when you're making your calls you just can't log in i think so many people just have the impression uh, you just log in and make cold calls 
I think SDRs um, don't attack uh, this profession um, as professional as they could. And I don't think it has anything to do with leadership. It has to do with you. Um, you know, I have a, uh, I have, I, uh, there's a, there's a quote, uh, how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, and I feel like as SDRs, we have to attack it, uh, very professionally. And on the technical side, we have to listen to our calls. We have to do call replays and we have to document, Hey, I got past the gatekeeper. What did I say? What call was that? Write down that prospect's name, go back into your, to your CRM, listen to that call immediately and write down exactly what you said. When you got, you've been struggling to get past the gatekeeper, you got past the gatekeeper, write down what you said and go listen to it immediately and put that in the folder and then continue to document as you get further and further in your calls, figure out what you said, how you can make it better, how you can apply your trainings and what you're learning from your personal development and podcasts and things like that. And don't be afraid to try it. The faster you try it, the faster you'll find out what works for you, the faster you find out what works for you. You're setting meetings and you're crushing your goal and you're maxing out the comp plans and then you're helping other reps as well. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're new or, you know, if you're, you already have experience. I think that piece is really missing. Uh, the call replay, like you see all these sales gurus on LinkedIn, uh, leaders, VPs, owners, CEOs, and it, call replay is very, very seldomly um, mentioned. And really, that's the only way you're going to build confidence is through call replay. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant wasn't able to sink two free throws on a strained um, Achilles without having the confidence, but he had shot that shot so many times. And that's why, you know, he's one of the greatest ever play. And I think SDRs have to have that same attitude, but the technical piece is something you can apply to your business outside of the hopefully motivation and the uh, personal development is the call replay is I think that's really going to go a long way and just take your craft to a whole nother level. You'll get results. You'll fix your mistakes immediately. It's really, really something I feel is undervalued um, individually and also as a team. But don't wait on group replays. You know, in the smaller, uh, smaller companies, you know, we don't have a lot of times. There's not time for it. You know, you just have to attack it. You just have to figure it out. And call replay would definitely help you uh, do that and all of the above. Sam, as someone who hires reps, um, how do you instill? that how do you make sure that they are focused on that personal responsibility that Josh mentioned that, you know, I have to do this, take pride in it versus just kind of brushing it all to the side and just logging in and making the dials. How do you really ensure that your the reps on your teams are doing that? Okay. Well, Josh mentioned a couple of key points. I would love to stress on those key points. There are mainly two because Josh like, kept repeating those two points so it sounds for him as they are important personal development and self-confidence now when it comes down to those two points like mainly Josh like is a really wonderful example for a person who's focusing on their personal development he invested in, in himself a long time Josh you mentioned since 2013, right? 
Yeah, that's the first time I was introduced to it, man. I joined a network marketing organization called Organo Gold. Mm -hmm. They're selling coffee. And um, a gentleman named uh, David uh, Emo Nitie, he um, was like a top leader, top top income earner um, at Organo Gold. And someone had shared that audio with me. And then at the time, I was also working um, for a sales manager at a at Lifetime Fitness, his name was Nick King, and he played um, Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, who I still listen to um, to this day. I actually just listened to him uh, before he got on this call, uh, trying to get getting back and in, get into it, an old routine of mine. But um, he had played the How Bad Do You Want It video. You know, do you, you know, do you really want it? How bad do you really want it? Do you want it as bad as you want to breathe? Talk, he talks about the guru and the athlete. Um, meeting them at the beach and going out to the middle of the you know middle of the ocean and the athletes like I'm not here you know we're here to you're supposed to be teaching me how to make a million dollars I didn't come out here to uh, be in the middle of the ocean and the guru uh, dunks them under the ocean you guys have probably seen that video um, so really those two pieces of information and from there I just continued to find more and really seek out more but you know as I got older and really even uh, just the past 18 months, it's really been magnified to me that this information uh, really is not um, openly shared in this community, as is people with really their own opinions. And I think there's, um, I think there's value in the personal development and really, you know, really digging into that, um, you know, especially from uh, people have already, you know, people who are not necessarily uh, talking about KPIs and scripts and how to do this and how to say that, how to put this email here, how to put this here. Anybody can learn the technicalities, but at some point you have to choose one thing. You have to find what's going to work for you. You can't use everyone's uh, tips and tactics. So I think the, per the personal development is going to give you the framework and the self-confidence, you're absolutely uh, right there, Sam, uh, by pointing that out, to be able to seek information, analyze the information, uh, and apply the information um, so it can work for you. And, you. and then give you the courage to not only be open-minded, but also give you the, the grace and willingness to uh, be open-minded to help others. And I've been on this new thing, you know, kind of just having more conversations versus uh, more seek more conversations versus uh, looking to give more sales pitches. I, so I'm like, I don't know. I'm on LinkedIn. You know, typically I, when someone sends me a request, I just ask them, how's it going? Because I generally like I want to see what they're going to say. <laughs> it's not necessarily cool. I don't have a you know, I don't have a sales pitch followed up behind that. But uh, that's kind of my two cents there. Absolutely. See Ryan, like with Josh, like Josh as as an SDR. See, that's a really good um, example of an SDR. Why am I saying that he's he's a really good one? See, Josh is a type of a target-oriented um, SDR. Like throughout what he said for the past couple of minutes, he knows exactly how to do things, when to move, where to move, and at the same time how to do things. Now, getting back to your question, Ryan, is how to make sure that the SDRs or how to make sure that the employees are all falling in the right place. 
Now, basically, it's, it's a combination of, of different aspects. When it comes down to the aspect of training, when it comes down to the aspect of personal development, as we were discussing that one lately, Ryan, and at the same time, it falls on a big, like big part falls on how are those SDRs or employees are focusing? Are they um, self-motivated? Are they positive? Are they able to do it? Are they able to maintain their positive mindset? Are they able to be target oriented? Are they um, able to achieve? A lot of aspects when it comes down to the actual SDR, some of it or part of it comes to the point where they have to be active. The rest of it falls in a part of, I have to be proactive. Same as what Josh mentioned when it comes down to personal development, like as an example, the recorded calls, he had to go ahead and replay those calls to understand exactly like how to do things, how things were done, what is the best way, how, how to do it. So he mentioned that sometimes the rest of the team could be busy to the point or till the point that he has to do it alone. Somehow I, I agree with him, but the problem at that time, we are looking at an individual performance, not a team performance. So there is something wrong might be happening with the team because if part of the team is busy, the other person is finding the time how to do it alone or separately. Now, there is a kind of, a, I would say, not miscommunication, but the way how it is conducted and that goes up to or that goes back to the higher management. Now, that part is missing between the team members. So the best way how to or the best practice how to, to get that point clear all SDRs, when you guys are, are listening to the or replaying the calls again, you have to all to like it will be like a group meeting where you all have to get the whole practices on the table. You have to share it all. So the best practice will come up at once. So once that solution is there, everyone will go ahead and apply it instantly. Josh, let me ask you this. How do you get through to get keepers? Yeah, I try to. Um, de you definitely never want to lie, right? That's like golden rule number one. Um, but really, when, <laughs> but yeah, when uh, you know, when when reaching out to the gatekeeper, you want to sound like you already know the prospect. So definitely don't say, you know, don't mention, don't say your full name, don't mention your uh, company, and be like, uh, "Hey, Susan, how are you today?" I always ask the gatekeepers how they are, just being polite. So I'm just thinking this from a standpoint, like I wonder how many other uh, SDRs or salespeople are calling a gatekeeper and they just go straight in and maybe they're unprofessional or not polite. So I actually enjoy, um, I found enjoyment when I started trying it and really made it a point to ask them how they're doing. And then like, hey, it's Josh, is Sam running around there somewhere? And they're like, hold on, let me go get them. So it just kind of brings their uh, walls down a little bit. Um, and of course you're gonna run and you'll get one every now and again that is a really good gatekeeper. But I think I just think I think just being pleasant on the front end and then don't mention your company and just do that. And then if they give you some pushback, I typically just ignore it and um, just say, Oh, he was he should be expecting my call. I, I sent him an email, he should be expecting my call. We spoke we were supposed to speak the other day or something along those lines. Just continue to be friendly. Um, and typically I find if you give them one rebuttal, uh, then they'll, they'll transfer the callback kind of, kind of give, that's kind of like the mid-level <laughs> gatekeeper. And then typically the with most, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but that, put you on hold. 
and you know they're like letting yeah. them know that you're trying to get a hold of them. Yeah, so or I'll put you through to their voicemail. To voicemail every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then, uh, but I think seventy percent of the time I'm able to get through. But even like just our just kind of how we all just shared just now is like a prime example. You know, I think like you're saying, sharing those best practices are important. But to get to a level where you're crushing um, like your top tier uh, bonus plan, you're booking two to three meetings a day, you're getting 80% uh, held rates, you're going to have to spend a lot of time individually. But I absolutely agree with you. Definitely didn't want to sound like, definitely can't negate, you know, the the SDR, the sales manager, at least having an hour each each week for call replay. Um, And also I think that helps build confidence as well because everyone's listening to your calls. So you have no choice but to be vulnerable and open. Very good. Now, see, the point in here is what? Now, the point in here, why am I saying to do the, the, the replay of the calls or to, like I would say, to study those calls? Why would we go through doing it in a group, not individually? For a lot of reasons. Now, reason number one, it will be 100% saving time. Because if the like the SD manager will go ahead and spend an hour with, with each and every SDR, let's say that team is five members, now he has or she has to spend five hours. Now, this is one of the things, but the way the smart way how to do it is to gather the five members on in the same room, on the same table, listening to the same call, getting brainstorming different results for that call to be able to analyze it deeply then the best practice will come out at the same time on the spot so the five or the six members gained the the, the benefit in an hour instead of spending five hours this so is i have a question I- for for both of you um i know listening to calls live like having your manager listen to them while you're actually making calls can be like highly effective because you're getting instant feedback. What is it a combination of both listening to the call recordings as a group and then individually listening to your calls and getting feedback live? Does it take both of those to be successful as a team or is it just one of them is really necessary? Josh, you go first. <laughs> I'd say, um, I'd say both. Yeah, I'd say both. I, yeah, well, that was my thought. I, well, let me let me put it like this. Let me back up. Um, I be, I believe I'd say if you like if you want to say like if you have to make it if you have to make it happen by like any means necessary and you don't have like any coaching or any structure or anything like that, definitely you can make it happen by picking up a book, watching a um, watching a webinar, by working by a b testing trial and error call replay again going back and seeing what gatekeeper what did i say on that call i got past hey i got past the gatekeeper hey he listened to my pitch he didn't book an appointment but what did i say in order what did i have you know what did i say in my opening to where he let me pitch him or he let me ask him two or three questions he didn't book a meeting go back listen to that call write those questions down write everything you said verbatim and figure out how you can make it better on your next next call. I mean, we're making a, a hundred calls. Some of these, you know, companies have, you know, connect and sell this different software where you're making an extreme amount of calls and having an extreme amount of conversations. So you're just, 
wasting your time if you're not doing um, call replay, in my opinion. So, hate to go back down that road, but to answer your question, yes, but also, um, if you you know if you're at a company where they have an SDR manager and an inside sales manager, there's absolutely no reason or excuse for not having a team call rate replay once or twice a week for an hour. Same I think way. it's absolutely necessary to help ramp up, but the SDR, um, like kind of Sam kind of piggybacked earlier, if an SDR is not self-motivated, it's not going to work e- either way, either way, whether you have one or not. Okay, the way how how it is done on my end throughout experience, like doing been doing sales for the past 25 years. If we'll go ahead and look at individually and the whole team one shot, there is, like I would say, there are uh, regulations when it comes down to doing both of them or doing one of them. Why? Now, let's say example. The way how I do it is I go through, number one, the best calls. The best calls on the phone, uh, which were done, like those are samples for the good or the high quality of the calls that we have got. Then I go through the ones which is less quality. Now, the way on my end how it happens is that I get my SDRs or my employees to share the same concept. What is that concept is that we all learn from our mistakes. All, not individually. This is when we this is when I play one of the calls, all of them are listening to it. Then I ask, maybe there's a mistake with that phone call. So I just ask them a question. Guys, what do you think that what do you think the mistake was or what was the mistake in that phone call? Now at that time they're brainstorming. So all of them all of them at the same time. In certain cases, what do I do if the quality is not good? At that time I have to go through the one-to-one coaching session because like that that one is a serious one. So the best practice in here is always the group practice, but in certain cases we have to follow or we have to go through the individual coaching because at that time that case is serious. This is when it is really important to go ahead and fix it. But in general, group work always works. This is my belief. Like a teamwork, as a team, like as far as a teamwork, all of them will, will, will learn at the same time. All of them will share the experience of brainstorming. What are what are what what ideas are being brought up? How to be maintaining the high quality, how to come up always with the best practice. At the same time, learning they have to like within a team the team members have to cooperate with each other because ryan if you remember like i told you that i don't remember yesterday or or the day before yesterday i always keep losing track of time <laughs> like uh, <laughs> i told hey, you we work we work remote it's like it's like uh the days like fly blend together yeah, yeah. uh ryan if, if you recall that one like i told you the whole team members they should act as one unit 100 percent yeah, and and to build off of that, Sam, one one thing I wanted to bring up here before we wrap it up is with teamwork, if everybody's working and on the same page, you can create repeatable success. Yep, one percent. But if 
you know, one person's doing really great, then three are doing mediocre and two are just struggling. Say that one that's doing really well gets promoted to AE, you lose that success right there. And it's not repeatable because no one knows what the hell they were doing. Yep. 100%. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And also, like, one thing, I would be excited if I had a breakthrough. And I think one thing is into SDRs can encourage each other to do is uh, share each other's calls through Slack throughout the day um, or share what's working. So even when you, so when you go into that meeting um, with your sales manager, um, go in that meeting with Sam, you have three calls that are really good. You're like excited to share them. And I love that Sam, to your point, you know, definitely figuring out which calls are the best so everyone can learn those best practices and then apply it to uh, their calls. But I'm a big fan of sharing calls as well. I think the, that's a good, I think that's a really good point that maybe newer SDRs really don't think about. Um, but just, I promise you, if you document your calls and, you know, your calls kind of have like, they're kind of like three phases, you know, get, get past the gatekeeper, get your conversation and then you either get a meeting or a follow-up. So it's kind of build and document. It'll work out. One last question for you, Josh. And this is unrelated to sales completely. But I, I know you're really passionate about music. Um, who are like the top three musicians I should keep my eyes open for in 2020? Hmm. You know, man, I think uh, I think it's tough. I think it's been, a, you know, there's a sudden change. Um, that happened in the music business with the, you know, of course the world. So I think, mu you know, music right now has been uh, heavily affected due to no touring. Um, but I know for me, um, obviously, you know, little, little baby is still on fire. Um, of course. You know, you, know you have uh, some new artists. I, you know, I don't know, man, to be honest. I. I know I was, uh, I heard Big Sean was supposed to drop an album um, this year. So definitely Big Sean hasn't dropped in quite some time. I think he's supposed to drop an album this year. So I've been uh, on the lookout. Uh, I've been on the lookout for him. And then I think the third's a toss up, man. I think there's a lot of um, younger rappers, you know, there's so many artists out that it's hard to, keep, you know, sometimes it's hard to keep up with. Whether you're a it's music also lover readily or not. available. Like you can you can listen to like any song, just YouTube or whatever, and it's right there. Where you had to buy the CDs before, or listen to the radio when I was a kid, and it's just music. Music uh, industry has changed a lot. You're right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. But um, I'd say if you do know any independent artists um, that aren't really mainstream, definitely uh, send them. Uh, shoot me the links. I usually try to I try to listen to people who I try to find people who really don't have a buzz yet who are undiscovered. But um, you know, playlists are really the name of the game now. You know, you can like set your playlist and listen to whatever artist you want. I, so I have like a lot of different playlists, but definitely if there's any undiscovered artists that you guys really like, uh, I'm always just have a heavy interest of people sharing undiscovered artists because typically when you are typically when you're listening to an artist that's undiscovered you're like man why are my friends don't know about this or why is the whole world do why the why don't the whole world know about it yet and um next thing you know they blow up a year later and you're like i told you so 
Yeah. That's, <laughs> there's just so many people making music right now. Like it's too hard to keep up with all of them. One artist I'll send you um, that I went to high school with. I, I think you'll like it. I'll send it to you after we get off the, the call here. Um, yeah, so I really appreciate your time, Josh. Uh, you, you really provide some great insights as it relates to the SDR role and just sales in general. Um, is there anybody you want to shout out before I end this? Um, not in particular, man. I think I uh, shout you guys out for Thanks having lot, me Josh. and definitely. Thanks, man. <laughs> definitely shout out um, to anyone that's like referred me any outsourced opportunities uh, since I got laid off through uh, COVID uh, and just anyone who continues any SDRs and just anyone on LinkedIn, you know, there's numerous people with numerous titles, uh, whether they owners or VPs or just SDRs or just salespeople outside of the industry that uh, reach out and send me a request and have dialogues and conversation. I appreciate it. I know we're all busy and it's hard to find people who are open-minded. So I really appreciate people like you and Sam and, you know, James Baldwin, uh, you know, guys like that, um, that are really, you know, that are really um, open-minded and just willing to give a helping hand and super vulnerable. Yeah, man. And just grateful for the sales development opportunity. So I think, uh, I think uh, the niche, I think the sales, people with the sales development niche have a great future. And I think we're going to break into some industries that, you know, have no idea about uh, what being an SDR is all about. Well, with that being said, uh, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, again, I appreciate you coming on, Josh, and this has been The Daily Sales Dish. Hell yeah, man. Hopefully I didn't talk too much. <laughs>